Welcome to the Delve Into Money podcast. I am your host, Curtis Haney. This is the personal finance podcast where we attempt to demystify money by reviewing books and applying what we learn to our own financial journeys. Thank you so much for listening to episode 39 of the Delve Into Money podcast. We're deep into a series on the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. Today, we're going to be discussing the idea from chapter 19 of the book, known as the Goldilocks Rule, and how you can use tasks or habits right on the edge of your comfort zone to maximize your growth in life. If you want to start at the beginning of this Atomic Habits series, I've linked the first episode of it in the show notes. So, we're going to start with a story. A handful of years back, meaning 10 plus years, I started a new job. At this job, the company had experienced some growth and thought more growth was coming their way. And man, were they right. Within a year of being at the job, they doubled in size with more work coming their way. Pretty early on, I noticed something about the owner. We're going to call him Bob. Bob kept coming back to us with problems he needed solved. At first, I just thought, well, that's his style. He wants to include us in his decision-making. But then over time, I realized he legitimately needed the problems solved. Through this, I learned a bit of company lore, you might say. Before I started, this relatively small company was trucking along, doing good work and highly respected in the small circles they were in. One day, a client they'd been working with had a big problem on their hands. See, they'd been doing some niche work for this client, but they'd not been doing huge jobs. They needed, the client needed a big commitment, a big mobilization of people, and their normal partner had said no. You see, their normal partner was an international well-known firm, one that would seem like they would have had the manpower to make the job happen. So in scrambling, the firm turned to their small local partner and asked, can you help? Without blinking, the owner Bob said yes. The task was basically impossible, which actually worked in Bob's favor. See, they didn't need perfection. They just needed effort and close enough. The international firm thought perfect was necessary and said no. I'm sure they said and thought This is just too hard. But Bob saw it differently. He saw it as an opportunity to prove himself. If he failed, well, that would stink, but it'd be no reflection of the daily work he'd already done. It'd just be a reflection of this bigger, more aggressive work that he'd never tried before. So this was the birth of the no blink yes strategy that whenever faced with something scary, untested, or seemingly impossible from a client, from wherever in your life, just say yes and figure out the details later. Now, I will admit this was and is a super scary strategy. You can fail. In some cases, you will fail. But if you don't fear failure, it can absolutely be brilliant. 
James Clear talks about this, and he calls it the Goldilocks rule. It states that humans experience peak motivation when working on tasks that are right at the edge of their current abilities. Not too hard, not too easy, just right. They've got to be in that sweet spot. We love a challenge, but in the optimal zone of difficulty. So when Bob, this owner, used the strategy of the no blink yes, without realizing it, he was doing a few things. You see, they were asking Bob to do these things because they were similar to his area of expertise. So they were asking him to do something at a scale he'd never done before, but in an area that he was extremely well versed. Second, others had already said no, so the expectation wasn't extremely high. And then third, he was keeping everyone on the team challenged, which created excitement, but also made us more creative in that moment. We had to find solutions that no one else had thought about before because no one else had tried to actually solve it. So without meaning to, the no blink yes strategy was actually in this Goldilocks rule band of just the optimal level of difficulty. And I have a theory that that optimal level is actually outside what you're comfortable from in the moment, but even what you're comfortable from when you're pushing yourself. So it's something that is difficult, but you have enough knowledge of, you don't have as high expectations, and it's something that is going to get you motivated to keep pushing and pushing on. You can apply the Goldilocks rule in your own life by continuing to push forward once habits are established. The journey is never over. The goal is growth, not achievement of one specific habit. This is where I got off with my running habit that I've been talking about as we talk about this habit series. I saw it as reaching a specific milestone. I saw it as finishing this run, as finishing this event. But instead, I should have seen it as becoming a runner or becoming a health nut. I should have broadened out the ultimate goal. Broadening that ultimate goal doesn't mean that your habit gets broadened. It just means that your vision of what that habit is building toward gets broadened. And I think we get so caught up in trying to make a specific change that going back to the identity episode, we ignore the identity that we're trying to create. So we need to regularly search for challenges that stay on this edge that say on the edge of extremely difficult, but not so difficult that it's discouraging and that we quit. James Clear says the greatest threat to success is not failure, but boredom. And it's when we choose the safe option that we become bored in our day-to-day lives, and that boredom leads to us not following through. I've seen this time and time again. I think something is overwhelming. I think a habit I'm trying to build is overwhelming. So I go for an easier version of that habit. 
Now, we need to set milestones along the way because there is some research out there that shows that we need to have some intermediate thing, but we need to keep that higher goal. We need to keep that hard goal in mind. The reality is if we don't push ourselves, we question why we're even showing up. Over time, that results in our commitment to the goal wavering and sometimes even faltering all together. So going back to my running habit that I'd build of becoming a runner is I'd continued to set hard goals out in front, which kept me motivated. But it was when I quit setting those goals out in front that I lost the vision of where I was going, of who I was becoming. And so the goal should be that we set these hard goals, but then that we put interim and intermediate actions that we try and achieve along the way because it keeps us pushing forward because we see some accomplishment. It doesn't feel so impossible, but we still have that big, hairy, audacious goal, stealing a term from Jim Collins out there that we're trying to reach. Now, in Atomic Habits and in the book Tiny Habits, they talk about how we need to take that tiny first step. And that doesn't change at all. We're still taking that tiny first step. But if we don't have the big goal, we've never got that tiny first step to take. So we need to set the big goal. We need to set the goal. We need to set the habit, whatever it is that we're looking at, that is intimidating and hard to reach in our minds. When we translate this to money, the reality is most of us are not pushing ourselves in the way we manage our money. And if we don't push ourselves, we end up being our own worst nightmare in achieving our ultimate goals. We have always put a little bit of pressure on our budget to live a little bit more below our means each year. And the reality is this pressure has made us look at our expenses in ways that we wouldn't have looked at it before. The other side of this coin is that this pressure to save more, this pressure to reach a financial goal also puts a pressure to earn more that wouldn't be there if we were just at this comfort level. The pressure also helps us stay focused because the reality is when that pressure is not there, it's easy to get distracted and get off track. Because if the goal isn't creating pressure, isn't creating a little anxiety, isn't creating a little focus, you're going to end up well off track and have forgotten completely about that goal. I've done this a number of times with goals that I've set. I think I'm setting a good goal. And in reality, six months, three months down the road, I've fallen short because the goal just didn't capture me. The goal wasn't hard. The goal didn't require any sort of focus. But I say all of this and I want to go back to this idea of the greatest threat to our success is not failure, but boredom. The reality is, is we need to have these tiny habits, atomic habits that make us act day in and day out. Because a professional, someone who's going to be elite at whatever they're doing is someone who acts day in and day out who acts when they're feeling bored, 
And so it's a constant tug of war between challenging yourself to keep yourself interested, but then also being able to act in the moments of boredom because you're not always going to be able to avoid boredom in every situation. And it's not good to avoid it completely because in boredom, you will find some very interesting revelations and some very interesting results. James Clear says the only way to become excellent is to be endlessly fascinated by doing the same thing over and over again. You have to fall in love with boredom. And when he says that, he's specifically talking about the day-to-day actions that can be boring when repeated. He's not saying set a lower or boring goal. And so I think it's important that we extrapolate those two areas out. So to dig into the personal finance piece, I think it's important that we set difficult financial goals for us to reach on the long term. But then we also daily, weekly, monthly put pressure on ourselves to tighten our spending within reason. We don't want to tighten it to an area that is not repeatable, but we want to tighten it in a way that forces us to look at it and forces us to care about what's going on. The reality is we're going to default to lazy. So it's only when we put that pressure that we will follow through. So this could be transferring money out of your bank account, right? So you want to leave the minimum amount of money in your bank account because then you have to actually manage the money that's coming in and out. But if we allow, say, 10000 15000 20000 to sit in your bank account and your budget is $5,000 in a month, then you don't have to pay a close attention to what's going in and out. It just becomes easy to ignore that stuff. We've put pain in our lives by uh, trying to meet about our money on a weekly basis. It's hard to do. But by trying to do that, we're putting accountability into our system. And so all of these things allow us to live on the edge of that comfort zone. And on the edge of that comfort zone is where James Clear talks about the Goldilocks rule. And that once we live in that Goldilocks rule, that is where we're going to achieve the results that we've always wanted to achieve. And that's where we're going to optimize our financial lives. This works well in work as well. This works well in your job. Because if you push yourself, you live in that uncomfortable zone, you say yes, the no blink yes to projects that others are denying. You're going to push yourself to do things which are ultimately going to result in a raise, ultimately going to result in accolades, ultimately going to result in options when it comes to the next step in your career. Even if you don't have the opportunity to get a raise in your current job or a promotion in your current job, the skills that you gain from pushing yourself are ones that are going to look good on your resume as you go forward. So I challenge you today as we wrap up, what is an area that you've not lived on the edge of your comfort zone that you should be? It's important that you think about this today because if you can find the ideal goal that's going to push you 
and then tie it to a daily action and work through that boredom, you're going to see results that you didn't even think were possible. You're going to see that the goal that you thought was impossible was actually just around the corner and you're going to have to set a bigger one the next time. So I encourage you, live on the edge. I encourage you to push yourself to see what your new heights are. So ask yourself that question. What is a way that you haven't been living on that edge? Thank you so much for listening today. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Next week, we're going to move on to a different uh, topic. So stay tuned for that. Until next week, remember, healthy financial decisions are intentional financial decisions. Intentional decisions this week lead to a healthy financial future. Start today. See you next week.